Morning, church. How's everybody doing today? We begin a new series today. It's called Clothed with Christ. Clothed with Christ. We're going to talk about clothes for several weeks. What is a special occasion? What is a time of year when you think about clothes more times than other? Let me give you some examples. It used to be, still is for some, that when Easter rolled around, you got to have a new Easter outfit, an Easter dress, Easter tie, Easter suit, Easter something, because we're going to take a family picture and it's Easter, so you think about clothes at Easter. Sometimes you think about clothes at Christmas, because when families get together, I guess I'm just speaking about our family. If our family gets together, Kelly says, picture time. We're like, great. Um... So we love those picture times. You see our post anytime our family is together. But Christmas is not just about clothing. Sometimes you request clothing at Christmas. Hey, can I have such and such? That's on your Christmas list. Maybe that's on your birthday list. Um, you want some clothes. You dress up on your birthday. There's some other times. Maybe we dress up in a certain way for graduation. We dress up in a certain way for funerals, although that has changed a lot. Some of y'all still dress a certain way for funerals, and if you've been to many funerals recently, people dress all different kinds of ways. Um, and then there's church and worship. Um, what we do here, wow, this has really changed a lot in, in the last 20, 30 years. It used to be um, everybody wore their Sunday go-to-meeting clothes, and you're still wearing your Sunday go-to-meeting clothes, but the um, look has changed, and that bothers some people. And most of y'all, it doesn't bother you because you don't feel like you have to wear a coat and tie and those kind of things. Or weddings. We wear certain attire to weddings. So check this out. Most Americans these days buy their clothes on a mobile app. Is that not incredible? On a mobile app. Amazon sells more apparel and clothes than any other website. We spend hundreds of dollars each on clothing each year. We spend thousands of dollars as a family, hundreds of thousands of dollars in a lifetime just on clothing. And I read some statistics this week that said 25 to 50% of the clothing in your closet you don't ever even wear, which represents a lot of money that you've invested on clothing. Clothing. But have you ever noticed <clears throat> animals are not into clothing? We're into animal clothing, but animals are not into clothing. So those of you who dress up your pets, I, I check this out, spend half a billion dollars a year just at Halloween for clothing for our pets. 31 million people purchase pet costumes at Halloween. Kelly and I had a miniature schnauzer for about 14 years, and not once did I look at my dog and say, go put some pants on. <laughs> for crying out loud, put a shirt on or something. Humans think about clothing. Animals don't think about clothing. Our dog was not aware of her nakedness, or as we say in Texas, nakedness. We say it a different way. Several years ago, the group AVB, Acapella Vocal Band, had a song out about clothes. It was called, What's Your Tags Say? What's Your Tags Say? Because it's all about the tags that we wear. Here's some of the wording to that song. Izod, Reebok, Guess, and L.A. Gear. Make a statement. Who's in, who's out this year? Giorgio, 
Polo, Bolton British Knights, Information, I Need to Know What's Right, Hunt Club, Gucci, Nike, St. John, John's Bay, Transformation to a Better Way. And I love the line in the song, it's impressive and cool to wear the right clothes. Because to a lot of people, it's impressive and cool to wear the right clothes because the label is so important. We are so into fashion. In fact, fashion is very specific these days. It used to be when I was growing up, you just put your clothes on and you went and did whatever. No, there's, you've got to be fashion conscious these days. So there's casual and there's business casual and there's formal wear. And whatever it is you plan to do, you've got to wear the right kind of clothes. You can't just jump on your bicycle anymore. You've got to wear biking clothes. And you can't just go hunting or fishing anymore. You've got to buy hunting clothes or fishing clothes and basketball clothes and beach clothes. And you can't just go jogging. You've got to buy jogging clothes and jogging shoes. And what about all the fashion magazines? And what about all the TV shows? What to wear and what not to wear? It's so confusing because we are so fashion conscious. We're surrounded by fashion and we're saturated by fashion. We're consumed by fashion. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend several weeks on what it means to be clothed with Christ. We're going to talk about clothing. We need to be concerned with what we wear. So if you're thinking... It's that sermon on I'm going to tell you what your clothes look like. Stay with me. Here's some scriptures. I love the terminology of scripture. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Love that verse. And why do you worry about clothes? This is what Zach read this morning. See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dress like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will He not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Then Jesus said to His disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothes. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, because when we're clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we're in this tent, we groan in our burden because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. Jesus told his disciples, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Love that verse. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, and we're holding palm branches in their hands. So, we're going to talk about clothing. So let me ask you today. What's your tag say? Who are you wearing on a day-to-day -day basis? You know, if you've ever watched the Oscars, that's what is important. You would think winning the award is important, but not anymore. Because they want to know who you're wearing. They talk about it before. They talk about it after. They have shows that talk about all of the clothing that happens during that. But what seems to get more press is the clothing. Seems to get more press is the clothing. That one didn't work. I'll mark that one off. So when they're going down the red carpet, they will be asked, Who are you wearing tonight? Because it's important. And they'll say names like, you know, I'm wearing Versace or Armani or Target or whatever all of, all of the important clothes are. Because we are into designers and we are into labels and we are into clothing. 
It doesn't matter if we like to dress casually, professionally, preppy, grungy, modestly, immodestly, regardless of how we dress, we are into clothes. So I want to tell you this today. Guess what? God is into clothes. God is the ultimate designer, as we will start seeing today. Think about it. Adam and Eve started the entire fashion boom. They had everything going for them. They were in the perfect place. They were in the Garden of Eden. They had everything they needed. They would walk around in the cool of the garden. They had food. They had animals. One thing they didn't have was clothing. And you know why? They didn't need clothing. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. They didn't need clothes. You know why they felt no shame? Because there was no sin in their lives. There wasn't any reason to be embarrassed. And here's what we read. Then the eyes of both of them were opened when they sinned, when they rebelled, when they disobeyed God, and they realized they were naked. Wow. So when they sinned, they realized we need clothes. So here's what they did. So they sewed fig leaves together and they made coverings for themselves. When sin entered the picture, clothing became important. When sin entered the picture, they were in a perfect setting. They were in the Garden of Eden. You could say they, their relationship with God was woven together. Everything was great until they sinned. That relationship with God that was woven together was now cut because of sin. And for the first time, they realized, whoa, we need some clothes. What do you do when you realize you're naked? You put on some clothes. So Adam and Eve took out a needle and some thread. It's not in the Bible, but they did because they sewed some fig leaves together to cover themselves. They stitched new clothing with the sin in their life. And they covered their nakedness with clothes. But that was temporary. That's what they did. They were naked. They were ashamed. They clothed themselves. Their nakedness on the outside was simply a reflection of their nakedness on the inside because of their sinful rebellion attitude. Here's what I mean. They weren't just physically naked anymore. Now they are spiritually naked before God and they realize that they need to do something. So this is what I like. This is what's cool. Check out what God does. Here's what God does. God, the ultimate designer, took matters into his own hands and he took some thread and he began to weave something into the fabric of our existence. And from this point forward, God is now weaving a plan together for our salvation. Adam and Eve may have been the first ones that were naked, but we sit here today. I'm so glad you're clothed, but we are naked and exposed before God. Because of our sin and because of our rebellion. So back to Adam and Eve. They tried to cover their nakedness and God said, no, this, this, is, more than, this is more than just fig leaves. So here's what we read. So the Lord made garments. Now wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. They already had fig leaves. They already covered up. And God said, no, there's more than just your physical nakedness. The Lord made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and the Lord clothed them. Here's what God does. 
Obviously, if he made garments of skin, God had to take an animal and he had to kill an animal right before their eyes. They had never seen death before and God kills an innocent animal and the blood of that animal is spilled before their eyes. So God skinned that animal and he took some thread and he sewed together that garment and he made that garment to cover their nakedness. So, here's what's cool. Here's what I think is cool. This is just a foreshadowing. This is just a reflection. This is just something that illustrates what is going to come. Because thousands of years after Adam and Eve, we still find God in the clothing business. And thousands of years later, He's not going to use an animal, and He's not going to shed the blood of an animal. He's going to shed the blood of His Son. And He's going to use His Son to cover us because of our sinfulness. And the garments that God's going to sew are not garments of skin. He's going to sew garments of righteousness. So God's the ultimate designer. God is into clothing. The garments of skin may have covered their physical nakedness, but it was the shedding of blood that covered their spiritual nakedness. And today, when God calls us to be clothed with righteousness, He's wanting us to be clothed with His Son because His Son shed blood so that we would be covered. So consider some verses. We are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. That's our clothing today. Filthy rags. Another translation, our best efforts are grease-stained rags. Another translation, our best deeds of rightness are like a polluted garment. Here's another verse. It is your sins that separate you from God. When He sees your sins, He turns His face from you because God can't look upon sin. Because we're all spiritually naked before God. That's what Scripture says. We've all sinned. We all fall short. There's nobody that's excluded from this. We all sin. We all fall short. And we all fall short of the glory of God. So because of our sin today, our relationship with God has been cut. And we try to cover up and clothe ourselves in so many ways to look right before God. We try to clothe ourselves physically. We try to clothe ourselves in the things we do, in our accomplishments, in our deeds. We try to clothe ourselves in work. We try to clothe ourselves in relationships. We try to clothe ourselves in drugs and alcohol. We try to clothe ourselves in gambling and pornography. And we do the exact same thing that Adam and Eve did. We clothe ourselves in so many ways just to hide so that you don't know who I am. And we try to cover up. When God came down to the garden, here's what happened. Adam said to the Lord, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid. Because I was naked. He wasn't afraid before sin. But because of sin, he was afraid. So I hid. And we've been hiding ever since. We've been trying to cover up ever since. We've been trying to cover up because we're naked before God and we're exposed and we're ashamed and we're embarrassed and we need to do today the same thing that Adam and Eve did. We need what Adam and Eve needed. Here's what we read in Scripture. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God for He has clothed me with garments of salvation. So when I said I want to talk about clothing, you're thinking, oh, do, I, do I not look right today? It's not a matter of how we look. It's how we are before God. He's clothed me with garments of salvation and wrapped me with a robe of righteousness. And there's only one way for us to be clothed in righteousness. Here's what we read in Scripture. The law requires that everything be cleansed with blood. 
And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Remember, God had to shed the blood of an animal to clothe Adam and Eve. And now God sheds the blood of His Son to clothe us today. There's got to be some blood. So the good news today is Jesus is in the clothing. Have you ever considered how God weaves the plan of redemption? When Jesus was born, they wrapped Him in clothes. And when He began His public ministry, He had a seamless garment. And when they put Him on trial, they gave Him a robe. And when they mocked Him, they stripped Him of that robe. And when they hung Him on a tree, they gambled for His clothes. And when they placed Him in the tomb, they put Him in burial clothes. And when they went to enter the tomb, they saw that the burial cloth had been folded. So Jesus is in the clothes. God's been weaving His plan of redemption. God has a design for us. It's kind of interesting, don't you think, that when Jesus was crucified, probably naked, so that we could be clothed in righteousness. They gambled for the clothes of Jesus, so that we wouldn't have to gamble for our salvation. Jesus is in to close. So here's the question for you today, again. We're going to talk about this for several weeks. Who are you wearing? Next week we're going to talk about how are you wearing Jesus. But today is, who are you wearing? Because picture, if you will, Judgment Day. And picture, if you will, there's a red carpet, streets of gold. The question God's going to ask us is, who are you wearing? Because God's in the clothes. God wants us to change clothes. And God wants us to be clothed with Jesus. And the question He really wants us to answer, who are you wearing, is, I'm wearing Jesus Christ, your Son. So again, we're going to talk about what it means to change clothes. Here's what we read in Scripture, though. You're all sons of God. How? Through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ Jesus, have clothed yourselves with Christ. All baptism is, is a change of clothes. It's a change of clothes. Here's other translations. Your baptism in Christ was not just washing you up for a fresh start. It also involved dressing you in an adult faith wardrobe. When you were baptized, it was as though you had put on Christ in the same way you put on new clothes. Another translation. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. So that's what God wants us to do. God wants us to be clothed with Christ. God wants us to put Jesus on through baptism. So that's what baptism is. That's all baptism is. You're changing clothes. You're getting rid of those, those filthy rags, those grease-stained rags. And we're changing clothes, and now we're clothed with Jesus. That's what baptism is. We're changing clothes. So if you've never been baptized, I want to encourage you to do that. You don't have to do that on a Sunday morning. I know we focus so much attention on Sunday morning, and that's good. And I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad we're worshiping together. You can be baptized any day of the week, and I don't have to baptize you. And it could be one of our other ministers. It could be one of the shepherds. It could be your best friend. It could be your mom, your dad. It could be your grandpa. You get to decide. It's your faith journey. We're not concerned with who baptizes you. What's, what's important is what's going on in your heart between you and God. That's all baptism is, is a change of clothes. So we want to encourage you to do that. So here's what we're going to focus on right now. We're going to focus on what is called the Lord's Supper. Because Jesus tells us that when we do that, we remember Him. We remember His death. 
his burial, his resurrection, and we proclaim his death until he comes. So when we partake of the Lord's Supper, we are celebrating the fact that we can be clothed in righteousness. We're celebrating the fact that Jesus died on the cross. We're celebrating the fact that Jesus shed his blood to cover our sins so that we could be clothed in righteousness. And he says one of the ways we can remember him is through what we call the Lord's Supper. And we choose to do that every week. Let's pray.